Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm your host, Edie Quinn. Right now, you're hearing No Remedy by Grave of Errors from the album Time Has No Remedy, which just celebrated its five-year anniversary last week. We have a great show for you today. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you that this show is brought to you by the support of the lovely folks who've joined me at patreon.com slash human machine. Sign up today for exclusive comics, music, videos, and more at patreon.com slash human machine. Now on to the show. You're hearing Gutter by self-proclaimed compulsive post-noise power sludge band Sunrock. The song comes from their new album, The Unfailing Rope, which is available now for download and purchase. The conversation this week is a bit different than usual, as I spoke with four-fifths of the band. So I'll let them take it away now. I'm Ross. I play bass in, uh, in Sunrock. Um, yeah. I'm Chris. I play guitar. Uh, I'm Alex. I play drums. I'm Rob, and I play guitar. All right. And Lex is uh, not not with us today. Lex fills out the uh, remainder of the the group on vocals. Um, mm. Lex may join us later. We'll see. Um, yeah. So um, we got like you know what y'all do in the band, uh, but uh, can I get a little backstory uh, on from each of you about like what? drew you to music um you know as early back as you can remember uh yeah sure i'll I'll, I'll go first um yeah i uh um i'm I'm actually the newest member of sunrat i joined um like three years ago now um just kind of crazy it's been that long but uh um I, uh, I got really into, um, I was like sort of raised by TV a little bit and I, uh, got really into like, just, just stuff that like hasn't aged well in a lot of people's eyes, like Limp Bizkit and corn and stuff from like, uh, yeah. From like the music video channels. I thought it was like, um, really cool. And like, I dressed up as Fred Durst when I was nine for Halloween and, uh, <laughs> from then, from then on, I've, yeah, it's just been uh, just been finding like um, you know other cool stuff, other heavy stuff. Um, I've just been obsessed with music since then. Okay, what did you connect with like it like instantly? What was the the, the instant draw for you? Was it like the loud guitars or like the, the the like anger that that was being expressed? Or yeah, it's kind of like heavy music. I feel like is real about like like. Um, like power fantasy stuff or like vulnerability and and what's kind of cool about those bands like 
is they really like got away with like having some really wild shit like in the mainstream um like just like songs about like you know like really intense mental health struggles or like you know um or like you know being like a, like i remember there was a corn song about like like domestic or like you know like domestic violence stuff sort of and it was just cool it was like um it just felt more real i guess mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? <laughs> you do, Alex. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I guess I kind of like got into music through my dad a little bit. He was he's like into a lot of similar stuff, like not the same exactly, but like Metallica and like Rammstein and Helmet and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And Corn. Um, <laughs> so I got exposed to all that too, like as a kid, and then I started playing guitar first after i think it was like funnily enough the movie juno that like finally got me to be like oh i kind of want to learn guitar that's cool didn't learn any of like the that kind of music though (laughs) Mm. and then um, i guess also like i tried to skateboard when i was younger and i like was terrible at it but that kind of also like pushed me towards music yeah was it the tony hawk soundtrack Partially, yeah. Partially, sure. yeah. We we get that a lot here. It's uh, it, it's really like a, a a cultural touchstone for you know for people who like heavy music and and specifically like you know the punk or whatever subgenres of punk. You know for sure. It um, really it really was. Yeah, yeah. It was huge. I mean, I don't know. I've told this story a couple times at this point now too. But like when we were on tour in 2019 and. And we were in uh, Marseille, like, I had to go to that skate park that was in the video. <laughs> like, I just had to. And it it was so weird. Like, it, uh, I don't know, you know, like, it, I'm in a foreign country and, and that was all very special. And then being there and I'm looking at this graffiti that was in the game. And it, it was so, it was profound, you know, it felt... Really? really cool and it felt I felt like a some kind of weird oneness you know with like uh the universe I guess you know is a for lack of a better term yeah but yeah it was, I'm sure it's, it's like, real like, it exists <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's like you know that's how I felt when I went to FDR skate park so I, mm. I feel that yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome um what about you Rob um, so, I mean, I, I guess I could blame my mom a bit. She always had music playing in the house. So, like, I guess my first real band I liked was Queen. Um, okay. And, um, and then, like, you know, I like Queen and, you know, I, I, I'm a big movie guy. So I was always watching movies as a kid. So, like, you know, uh, when I saw Back to the Future and he, like, plays uh, Johnny Be Good and then rips that Van Halen solo. I was just like, oh man, I want to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> so they bought me a guitar and, you know, I had it in the corner, I would fill it with it. And then, like, yeah, I got older and moved and my family went through some hardships and, you know, I got into skateboarding. So, like, skateboarding was definitely a, a big part. And, like, I could blame the Tony Hawk soundtrack, but. It, it was definitely more for me just watching just other skate videos. Like there was this um, local skate shop in um, 
in like Bloomfield or or not Bloomfield in Verona, New Jersey, called Division East. And uh, my sister was actually dating one of the skaters, and he like gave me this tape of their their first skate tape, and it had like you know a great skate tape, but it had like black flag on it and like leftover crack and minor threat, and then and then the internet was obviously a big part of that too. And just like looking for music on the internet and then there's headbangers ball that returns. So I saw a lot of different music videos and extreme music through that. And, uh, just like some of the group of people that I was friends with that they all like really were into a lot of that kind of stuff. So I guess I started playing guitar when I was about 11 and I just like haven't stopped since then. So that's awesome. Love it. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, Headbangers Ball was a huge one for me when I was a kid too. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like they def like you know Jamie Josta came like he was good on it, and they didn't just play like they didn't just have like the newer ish metal that was on there. Like obviously, like everybody like I think this whole group grew up with like new metal and stuff. But they had like you know they had like Pig Destroyer on there. Yeah. I saw like my, I saw like my first Immortal video on there and shit and. Yeah. uh and yeah, I was always just drawn to like the the heavier and faster it was, it was like the better, you know. And you know, and I guess like it was just trying to find like an identity in the world, because um, that was something I struggled with as a kid. And so like finding music was definitely like um, like a relief almost. It's like I can do this, like, and I feel confident doing it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we got we got one more person who hasn't chimed in here. Oh, that's me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of uh, what Alex and Rob said too. Like, my parents were really big into music. Um, they were really big into like pop. I remember them playing like the Eagles, uh, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Michael Jackson was really big in the house. Yeah. Um, so I just. It was like just a, like a lot of pop music. I was I always just gravitated towards like melodic stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I was always interested in stuff that was kind of like left uh, like melody stuck in your head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Earworms. Was, uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I, I think I try to incorporate you know incorporate <clears throat> that today. Yeah. I I I definitely like relate to that a lot because like. I will just um, today. I woke up and I couldn't. I tried to let it. I tried to just let it go, right? But it wouldn't go. So like I'm sitting there and I'm like drawing my comic and I have to put on YouTube and I have to listen to "I'm Your Baby Tonight" by Whitney Houston because I just could not, couldn't get it out. It's just like okay, we're doing it. Oh yeah, I'm your baby tonight. Every morning. Yeah, <laughs> I totally relate to that. Yeah, it could be a song that I haven't heard in like years, and I'll be like, I have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, it usually is, right? It's like, yeah. why is that there? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, that. Uh, that Natasha, that Natasha Bedingfield song or whatever. Unreal. Dude, was, yeah. Oh my god, I've listened to that song like hundreds of times. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, I think the one that happens the most for me and this is this might like date me a little bit like as you know like a like a child of the 80s or whatever but like is um is Jermaine Stewart uh we don't have to take our clothes off 
to have a good time. <laughs> like I have that song in my head. So it is oh, Jermaine God. Stewart is just there rent free all the time. <laughs> like just we don't I don't think I know that song. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> no, I'm sure you do, Rob. <laughs> send it to me right now, Rob. <laughs> yeah, send it to us. I wanna listen to it. Yeah, interview break just so, so I can listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's but, um, no, it's it's and one more thing too. Like, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say once it gets in there, it doesn't let go. But uh, yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, totally. And like, I just remember uh, after like high school or whatever, a lot of people would do extracurricular stuff like track and whatever. I would just go home and just fucking listen to music all day. Mm-hmm. And what Rob said, like the internet was like in its prime, I think, when when torrenting was like unregulated completely. It was just like madness. You could just download discographies in like minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, Pirate Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's um it's wild. Like there was there was definitely there was that time right there when like it, that stuff seemed like most ripe was when I was just like, I don't know, for like whatever reason, I was just sort of checked out from the internet. Mm -hmm. And so I had like my brother lived with us at the time and my brother would just download like everything. But I was just sort of like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I was just playing guitar all the time. I just was sort of checked out from the internet and stuff. This is like a little before I, got on social media sites and stuff and um and then it was like when i sort of like came back to that there was a it was it was um you know soul seek was still going strong but a lot of that other stuff was being phased out like you know um and i mean pirate bay obviously still hung around for for quite a while and i mean I'm not even sure, like, yeah. if the site is still there. I can't remember the last time I went there, but you have uh, to like, still use it. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You have to find some weird ways around to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know there's always there. You know, for the last like, however, there's been just like it. There, uh, I don't know if it was like questions of the 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 um, loopholes they were trying to, you know, get through or, or mm. what the whole thing was. But yeah, that was, mm. that was for sure the thing. And, but I mean, I'm even told that like soul, soul seek is still, uh, going really strong, but, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I just, it's just, you know, with, with streaming, I, I don't, I have like my physical records. I even have like, I still play, uh, a Winamp playlist, you know, everywhere, like so often. And then with streaming, it's like sort of like how much more music can you, like you can't, you just can only listen to so much. So, um, yeah. Um, you have a Winamp skin? Do I have a, a, a favorite or? Yeah, I was, I was just making a joke. Oh, said, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely, like, I think, um, for different reasons, like I've had the Metroid, like one of the Metroid skins on mine <laughs> cool. for a while. You know, nice. I have a a kid that loves Metroid, so that was the nice. thing. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. It's that whole thing is wild too, because it's like I'm recording this right now using yeah. Reap, Reaper, which is right. like you know that's the people from Winamp, 
Like, right, right, right. Yeah. And so, oh, it is? I never yeah, knew that. Yeah. It's uh, the people who made Winamp or the people who made Reaper. And it's like, that's why, yeah, that's why they were like, because they, you know, that, uh, however, I, I think probably with like a, a cash out when they sold Winamp or something, Aww. like they just were like, we can do whatever we want, you know? <laughs> and um, so Reaper's free too, you know, it's great. Well, it's, it's, there's a running joke in Coma Regalia because uh, I've, I've got, when you pop it open, uh, it says, Reaper is not free, in all caps, and it'll tell you, like, <laughs> how many times you've opened it, and it'll tell you, like, how many hours you've logged on, and, like, oh, so, like every, like, every time that, like, we've done a recording, like, in person, um, like it'll, that window will pop up and like our drummer, Jason is just like, holy shit. Like, cause it's just thousands and thousands of hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like, so every once in a while I get a, get a text, you know, um, when I send a little recording preview or something that'll just say Reaper is not free in all caps. And, uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. But, um, yeah. So like, <clears throat> Now that we like sort of like you know uh, touched on how everybody like got interested in this kind of stuff, like um, what was uh, some of y'all's like first band experiences like? Um, did did any of you find it like difficult to um, play with other people, or did that just like click with y'all immediately? Or um, uh, I uh, I made up a fake band when I was in sixth grade. And I got called out by people who actually played music. And they're like, oh, you should come jam with us. And so I ended up, like, faking my way through playing some songs on bass. And uh, I've just been, like, faking my way through playing songs on bass. <laughs> Ever since? <laughs> like... <laughs> So you had like you had like what like a a band name and and you were like yeah we just we just made a demo and and yeah. then somebody was like amazing I was twelve so I don't I don't yeah. think I knew what I was talking about yeah were you like drawing logos on your uh, oh everywhere notebooks? that's awesome every single notebook every single <laughs> fucking worksheet uh, yeah that's awesome what was the name it changed a couple times so it started out oh man this is fucking embarrassing actually the first name was. Um, MPSI, which stood for uh, Metalhead Punk Slacker Insomniac, which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then it was then it was Hellfilm. That was an actual band, though. That actually happened, and uh, yeah. Nice. And then I was in a grindcore band in high school. Um, and those people all turned out to be like crazy. Uh, one joined a cult. And one's like, yeah, they're all crazy, and uh, yeah, just been playing. Mostly in bands in Philly here. Um, yeah. Nice. My first band was a pop punk band, <laughs> and we were called Negative 22. <laughs> what was the story behind the name there? I think I think we just thought it sounded cool because okay. we like love you <laughs> so much. Okay. So we wanted to rhyme. Um, that was like. I was probably like, I don't even know, 15, 14. Um, and then I was in a post-rock band in high school and we like played a couple shows and like, you know, we just played for like friends and stuff. And uh, 
didn't really get serious until like much later. Mm. So when you say show, yeah. are you talking about like uh, like a, a house party, uh, like someone's birthday, or or did? Or... Yeah, we played someone's backyard once, and we covered the doors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this was a post rock band, and you covered the doors. Yes, it's actually, and we only had our music on MySpace. <laughs> Perfect. Were you? Uh, what was your first time playing in front of people like? Were you just stoked as hell or were you like nervous as hell as well? Uh, I think I was definitely, I had to have been nervous because I was, it was so long ago. Uh-huh. I was probably like 16. <laughs> yeah, it's, it definitely. can go either way when you're that age. Like when you're 16, you sometimes you think you're invincible. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get out here and every there's going to be a thousand people at this, you know? And like, I don't know, yeah. you know, everybody's experiences are. I, I still get nervous today, so I'm sure I was nervous then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's it's wild just how like different um you know this this story can be from one person to the next. Like I don't know, I I'm I'm pretty sure that I that I'm more nervous now than I was <laughs> when I was like you know like but um yeah same actually yeah same. it's yeah. I don't know I guess it, I guess it, I could also be remembering that, you know, incorrectly, but it's like, I remember, you know, back then it's just like, yeah, why? I mean, of course, like the town I came from, literally nothing else ever happened. So if you, if your band was playing somebody's birthday, that was like probably the coolest thing that's going to happen in like three months, you know? So, like, you know, um, it wasn't even about having a big head about it. It's just like, you know, oh, this is awesome. those like just like you know playing someone's birthday party it's not it's not so good when you're on tour or whatever you know but uh because i don't know that did happen to me once too showed up to uh, a show and it was actually 
Like it was like a show I booked over the phone and it's everything seemed legit. And then I showed up and it was like it's just someone's birthday party. And it was just like their family there. And like there was kind of a lot of people, but it was a bad, it was a bad time. And my, my uh, I'll be super quick about this, but my grand Corps band in high school played this girl's graduation party and she did not like metal at all. She was like into like Jonas Brothers and stuff. And she had a crush on our guitar player. And so her whole whole extended family was there. It was like some like McMansion in the suburbs. Her whole extended family was there, and there's like all these kids, and we're playing grindcore, and like we were all fucked up. I was like on core seed, and then like we're like falling over, like just like <laughs> fucking like it was the weirdest experience I've ever had. Is like playing to these like like suburban uh, like 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 you know uh, what do you call it like uh, upper middle class like family stuff just like mm-hmm. dead face staring at like crazy people screaming were you in like a basement or the backyard or the, the, in the backyard yeah there was a, a kid's birthday party on the shared backyard across the way oh so so you <laughs> you, you you get you had infiltrated two different events it was amazing yeah it was good. <laughs> not as fun as it was as it sounds but yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was probably pretty pretty awkward yeah, but yeah, it's a good story, for sure. <laughs> just like I don't, I don't, you know, like I'm just imagining like a couple of the uh, uh, like holiday events that I've been to at, at my in-laws <laughs> or something, you know. But it's like, um, like way more people, you know, ten times more people or something, because it's a yeah. you know graduation party. Um, yeah. Did uh did did the did the girl still like the guitar player after no, that? No, no. We okay, we were like escorted out of the place. Oh uh, wow! By some some older family members. Did uh, did you get to yeah. finish your set, or was it just like we kind of just stopped playing and kind of petered out? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, someone walked away, and then the kind of the rest of us were just like fucking around. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> Well, there's, you know, it, you, you've have to have come a long way from that. That's for sure. For sure. Um, is any, what are everyone else's, uh, first show experiences like? Um, I think mine was also a birthday party, but it was like, it was for the band I was in drummer at the time. And it was at like his Taekwondo school or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it went like okay um i don't really remember honestly it just kind of like felt like band practice mm-hmm. but um we did that and then we played like our actual first show at this venue in edison new jersey and that one like i remember being actually like kind of good i think it was like a pay-to-play spot so mm-hmm. you know I just am imagining people doing taekwondo in the background while y'all are playing now, just like young I young people. That. <laughs> that would have made it so much better. Like we had we had like our little combo amps like balanced on like the bottom of the bags and stuff. Uh-huh. But um but yeah. And that band was called uh oh god, Petrified Minds, and it was kinda like pop punk ish, like hard rock ish, like evanescence almost but not (laughs) Mm -hmm. um amazing yeah we did like a lot of pay-to-play kind of stuff with like jersey shows and stuff like that and then after that thankfully i like just 
joined a punk band and kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say my first actual real show was at the Meat Locker. <laughs> and I was in a, I was in a grindcore band with Rob. And we both played guitar in that band. What band? Uh, I think it was called uh, Velvet Elvis and the Pelvis Presleys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have also played the Meat Locker once, and it was it was the worst show I've ever played, I think. <laughs> Not, like, because of That's the Meat right. Locker, even. Like, it was – that was just because, like, um, we th- like, we had two shows that day, and we thought we could play two different, totally different sets. Mm-hmm. And like the the uh, the other per- the other person like just didn't really know the second set that we had agreed upon. Like we should have just played the tour set like for all the shows, you know. Right. Uh, but like, um, I don't. I think it was actually my idea. Like, but I didn't. I definitely was not like we have to do this. I was like, do you think that we could do this? And, um, cause I was playing drums at the time and that's just like, to me, that's so, that's such a different thing. Um, like I could see now, now that I play guitar in the band, like I could see getting more screwed up, like trying to play two sets on guitar than two sets on drums. Like, I don't, it's just like the counting and stuff is just easier for me, like on drums and, you know, and, um, but yeah, we did not, like, we did not play that, uh, set very, it was just, yeah. And, um, they were, it was funny because like, have they always had the thing where they're like, well, we're going to film your set. And if you want to like, whatever, have a copy of it, you can like, did they always do that? Or was that like. Um yeah roy Roy would do that roy would do that all the time well i was just like no i do not want a copy of that like (laughs) 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 and um i uh one of the only i think this was like the one that because i never you know how they say don't look at the comments like especially for your band or whatever and this was the one that broke me i think was like it wasn't even on a video from that it was on a totally other video or whatever and it was just like i saw them play at the meat locker once it was like the worst show i've ever seen or something i was like (laughs) i'm never looking at another show uh never looking at another comments again just like leave me out of it but uh yeah but fair comment all the time yeah what trying to like play songs you haven't played in forever or like uh, the part about look- looking at yeah both things yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and looking at comments yeah, oh, yeah. i love looking at comments <laughs> just like <laughs> you can you can let it fuel you or you can let it break you or maybe a little bit of both you know who knows yeah. um yeah um so like you know uh, at this point, we've kind of touched on a lot of like first uh, experiences. Like this is like this is sort of like I love getting the like varied um, you know uh, stories from from people's like uh, first times doing things, and and um, it's it, it used to be I feel like a lot more varied, but now that like digital production is is uh, like prevalent in in uh, music making, I, I feel like the stories become more similar, but, um, Mm. I don't think that that's a problem or anything. Like, I mean, I've like, we were just talking about 
how many hours I've logged on to Reaper. But um, what was um, like some of y'all's first experiences like recording like a song that you helped write or that you were going to play on? Um, well, I, I got wait, Rob, do you want to go first? Well, uh, what recording or for uh, my live experience? Oh, either way. Um, well, I guess my first real band was this band called BDG. It was a punk band. And my town surprisingly had like a couple of bands that were around. There was this band called, there was like a death metal band called Closed Casket. They had two singers. Uh, <laughs> they both wore kilts. <laughs> and then uh, there was like a couple other bands. Uh, it was like two or three other ones or whatever. And um, so I played a lot in like New York City because our drummer was uh, like 10 years older than us and he was in the cross punk scene in New York City. So, so I got to play a lot of like, I got to play a lot of uh, like random punk shows in NYC and like lower Manhattan or like somewhere in Brooklyn or some shit. But uh, I remember my first recording with them. That was the first time I recorded. We recorded in this like small room like in Williamsburg and uh it was like it, it felt like very exciting uh recording and stuff because that was like something I always wanted to um to experience not just playing live but definitely just to record um and uh and yeah it was cool and then like after that I um my buddy uh Tyler had me join his band, which was that Velvet Elvis band. And um, that's when and we recorded at our friend Evan's house in this like tiny little room. And that was pretty horrible. But like <laughs> we still made those work. And then I uh, was in a band called Ex-Wife and we got to record at Arc Studios, which is really sweet because I, I guess that's where Dillinger recorded some albums um, so that was cool. Cause that was like a real studio experience. So like, I definitely got that when I was pretty young, I, I think I was like maybe 19, 20 when I recorded there, something like that. Lex actually interned there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where Lex interned. I, I, I've known Lex for a while, but I reconnected with him when he was interning at ARC cause he got us hooked up there. Um, but, uh, mm. and then and then yeah and then i just kept, i kept playing other bands and stuff and uh now yeah now i'm here yeah so you went from like you know basically it, it was like your first experiences were just someone that you knew like that you know had like a setup on a computer or something to like the full like huge boards and stuff at the at the studio yeah, because like the first place I ever recorded, it was like it was actually our practice space, and we would talk to the guy, we give rent to the get the guy, and we mentioned recording. He was like, "Oh, I can record you guys." <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so we did it. It was just a live recording. Um, so yeah, missed a lot of school because of that. <laughs> were you were you like intimidated when you went to do it at like the real thing, you know, air quotes? A bit. Yeah. Cuz it's definitely surreal walking into a real studio with a real live room and a sound room and stuff and it's just like and you're just working with this person that you don't really know but you know they 
appreciate what you do and they try to help you as much as they possibly can. And the guy that we worked with, like he was pretty nice. Like he was a nice guy. He, he was in the, the business for a while and stuff. Okay. That band didn't last long, but, um, but you know, uh, it was definitely surreal doing that. So was that the kind of experience that you would like say it where the engineer took a sort of a producer role as well, where they would sort of like, uh, be like, what if we tried this change like this instead? Or was that still just pretty much like, you know, your songs, you go in and you record your songs? I mean, I'm always open to interpretation, especially when it comes to art and music, because I, I, you know, I enjoy like doing what I do and writing, but I, I need that third party and in a way I kind of need like the critiquing and the criticism because it just makes me work harder. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, so if he ever advised anything, I'd be, I'd be for it. Mm -hmm. Unless I didn't like it, of course, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but you know. I got um I got really lucky with that stuff because I kind of, my best friend growing up um like knew he wanted to be an audio engineer from the time he was like twelve so he just like built a studio in his his basement and so like I got to like record music with him and play with him like the entire time I was a teenager um it kind of broke my brain for like how to write music a little bit because you get to like fuck with it like you know in Pro Tools or in Cubase or whatever you know uh-huh. but. Yeah. Now, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like, do you mean yeah. like, um, just how how you could put something down and then, like, yeah, it's, like um, tinker with it, I uh, um, uh, individually or like, um, yeah, it's it's made it so that like um, playing music is like. Uh, especially writing has been like a lot more of like a trial and error thing. And, uh, it, it, um, it's forced me at least to think of music. Like, um, like I, I really appreciate like ideas a lot and like, I'm not really a great like composer in, you know what I mean? Like I, I like, um, like one thing like the Melvins do is like, for instance, is like they have a lot of like creative, ideas and it's like something that you it's like some weird take on like a you know like they'll start a whistle like a a marching whistle part or something and it's like uh you know what i mean it's like a um something sort of outside just like pure like note for note composing you know what i mean um and uh i like that's how i like usually think of music now um i'm not like a very like i'm not i'm not i don't have a great grasp on like music theory but like i try to um, think of things in like those kind ah, of. You don't need it. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I went to school for music, and music theory is actually fucking awesome, and I love it. But yeah, yeah, I've actually avoided it for that reason because I, I feel like uh, I kind of like the way I think about it a little bit. Um, when you when you get past a lot of the bullshit for music yeah. theory, it becomes really cool. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, um... Yeah, I was I was trying to like I was trying to like see if there was some parallel like what so, so one of the things that I found like since I write music mm-hmm. like a lot of it sort of by myself or or I'll write to something else like I'll write to drums that I had no hand in 
like I had no influence over. So like it, I'm com I'm coming to something that's half done and I have to interpret that. And what, what it's done is sort of like, you, you, you used the word idea, but it's like, it's, it's made me think of, uh, you know, songs as, as a collection of parts, you know, which is yeah. all they are, right? But usually you write them with a flow or, or whatever. And this is like, it feels like, it feels like backwards. Like I'm, I'm trying to get something to go there. And then once yeah. something goes there, I can figure out the flow later. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. Even in our brains, I feel like I'm seeing like tracks and like different colored like blocks being like, you know, squished up next to each other like you would see on an interface. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. Color mm -hmm. is actually a big thing that musicians associate with when it comes to music theory. Because it's yeah. very similar how you yeah. think, how you perceive notes and stuff. It's like, it's kind of like how you perceive colors. So like, that's actually sure. like a very like real thing. <laughs> yeah. I was just having a chat with um, someone who we're doing a split record with and they were, they uh, were, they they mentioned the word for that. Like there's a word for that association of, of sounds and, and color. Synesthesia. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, that's it. And, um, yeah, so they were they were asking like what color that I wanted this vinyl to be or whatever that we're about to order and um, and I was like, you know, when I write an LP, like I do do that, like I have that uh, imagery or whatever. But, but when I am creating something for, I'm, I'm sort of like I sort of go into it just like with the um, with the the notion that if everyone else is happy.
That's interesting. Like, uh, how many of y'all would you say approach uh, the songs that you write for Sunrot in that way? Like, um, I, I guess for me, um, I don't know. Sometimes it depends on my mood. Um, but it, it can be like I think with Sunrot, there's so many different perspectives um, happening at once. So, like, sometimes it can be, like, kind of hard to, like, come up with something, I'll admit. Um, but that's why. But since there are so many minds working together, that's why I do enjoy um, bringing riffs to practice or bringing, like, a half song to practice and seeing how everyone feels. Yeah. I'd say it's, like, a pretty mixed bag, too, like... I think most of our songs, at, at least, I would say probably all of them, we've all had kind of like a hand in writing. It hasn't been like one person writing a full yeah. song, like for the most part. So or I there's think, like, yeah, I think like for even the record, a- for the record, there was definitely like, um, yeah, like especially when we uh, became a five piece, we saw that we all really worked together and everything. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a mix of everybody putting in. Mm -hmm. So it, even if there was like a, a general idea coming in, like, like that someone had this, this, okay, this is, no one's going to just say, this is a very purple song. And then everybody's going to focus on that. And then, you know, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I mean, I've, I've never done that either. I, like, it's funny how, um, like I, I write like, uh, the, like I write like the, the guitars for everything and then sort of everything else sort of goes off of that, you know, or like I can, ch- I can change things later too, because like, that's just what you can do now. Right. Um, but, uh, so it's kind of like, I, I can decide like, okay, this this is orange. Like this isn't this album is orange, right? So I can decide that. And um I do all this like I get way in my head about all this stuff. And it's kind of funny to me because like nobody cares. Like it's like <laughs> no you know, the only person that ever asks or 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 whatever, you know, or inquires is 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 our drummer, Jason. Like Jason will be like, Oh, right. like Jason will find out that I'll do this this kind of, I have these kind of rituals and Jason will be like, well, like Jason will ask me what the words I'm, I made up like that. Our songs are called, yeah. what, what's that word mean? You know? And, and I, and, uh, no, nobody, nobody else cares. It's just like, you know, there's like this, there's a whole, there's a whole conlang with our albums. There's like all this, there's all this like lore and mythology. Awesome. It's like, nobody cares. You know, it's like, <laughs> give us, give us the record. What is this? Like the seventh record now? Like how, how much are we supposed to know? But, um, yeah, that, that, uh, actually like, you know, brings me to like an, another point is like, I, um, I sat there and I listened through like an awful lot of y'all stuff in the last couple of days. And, um, I had known about y'all for like, quite a while but i did not realize that y'all are coming up on 10 years uh next year yeah yeah and um yeah i don't like i actually i took like pretty good notes i got uh 
a whole half sheet of paper, and um, I left them upstairs. So uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna pr pretend I have all the. But the first release was in 2014. So if that's if anybody's uh, keeping track, and yeah, that um, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I believe it was in October of 2014, if I'm remembering correctly. Wow. But um, but uh, that sounds right. Yes, and um, and then like yeah, y'all have had like just uh it seems like a, a ton of splits like I, I am i am i remembering incorrectly that there were three splits it was uh yeah i think i think you're right i think and you but I don't maybe it's two. two okay okay yeah it's all right and, it's um, like and then the new the new album is actually your second album is that how you would like yes. parse that okay and the yeah. first one came out in what was it uh was 2017. It? Okay, yeah, I was to say 17 yeah. or 18, I thought. But yeah. Um and then like uh the the newest release before the new album was in 2021 and but before that was 2020 you had two songs that was like I mean that's like an EP <laughs> for most people cuz it was like two five plus minute songs um yeah and that's when you started working with backroom studios right was then um we actually scott is actually like the unofficial sixth member of the band okay <laughs> <laughs> because scott came to our very first show our very first shows because he was friends with lax and uh and he loved us so and then he came over to our old bass player's house, which is where we would have practice and record. And um, he worked on our EP or not our EP. He worked on a, or he did work on our EP. I don't remember, but oh, okay. he worked on he worked on our first album, even though we didn't record at Backroom. Oh. Uh, he helped mix it. So Scott has been like, you know, he's kind of like our magic man, like for a lot <laughs> yeah. of shit. Yeah, we love we love Scott. And that's really Yeah, that's sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna ask because like, you know, um like once you know, once you start recording with Scott, and then it's just like, is that like where you were like, Okay, this is like exactly the way that we wanna sound from now on, like not not necessarily like the songs or the, the whatever, but like did you feel like that was a turning point as far as like this is this is what we're we're wanting to come out? Yeah, it definitely was. It was like a wake up call, like working with Scott. Like it was like the missing piece was the production <laughs> side of it. Um, yeah. Our first show was actually at Backroom Studios. That's true. Um, and I guess we connected with Scott through there. He was like, "Oh, you guys should come here and record," and we're like looking at all the pedals on the walls and like all the amps and being like, yeah, that sounds great. Like <laughs> we, were, we were young, you know, we were, we were like kids back then almost. So it was cool. It was a great experience and we've continued to go back cause it's been so great. I couldn't recommend Scott enough. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone that I know that records with Scott has, has similar things to say about the experience. Like, um, I, yeah, I don't know. When when um, when we were talking earlier uh, about like how when you start um, recording you know yourself, I I've often said I don't I 
it would be awesome to record with somebody else, but I don't even know if I could because I don't like. I only have like. Mm. I only have like nine, you know, eighty, ninety percent of the songs written before I start hitting record. Like I just don't work the mm. same way anymore, you know. Like, right. do y'all have? Um, do y'all have a similar experience or like? still or is it like 90% flushed out when you go in to to record the album I think it was it was pretty like for this one well when we went to backroom for this one at least they were pretty much completely flushed out we just had like little tweaks here and there mm-hmm. but but yeah. like I'd say they were like 95% yeah right mm-hmm. yeah it was also the third time um, yeah. recording this record so. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. What? What's What's the story there? Um. Well, so our old bass player Evan, uh, he's the one who he's the one who actually recorded Sonata, did a great job. Um, Evan was kind of going through some personal things, and we kind of lost. And between the the first time, the first two times we tried to record it, he just wasn't very happy with them. That's when we kind of started to have this struggle with him. Um, and then he pretty much kind of left the band, and um, we finally decided that like Scott was, you know, we have to go to Scott, obviously. And I think since because of COVID, since we had time to really like um really practice the songs a lot and really figure out what we want to do with them uh going to backroom was definitely just like um you know we were pretty ready to do it so it was definitely hard uh going through like trying to record them the first two times but the third time we obviously nailed it so <laughs> oh okay so like yeah you would have definitely like and by that point you would have been like anything that you weren't sure about you already heard it come out the other end and then you know Um, so you were really you were ready for that um did you start working on this album before like some of your other releases came out then is that how how long this process has yeah some of these songs um my old man toured with toured with sunrot um in 2017 and at least one of these songs they were playing then. <laughs> okay. the, the first song, Trepanition, that song's about seven years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the single we released with Prosthetic, 21%, that song's about seven years old, too. Um, and then all the other songs, including the EP we put out and the split with Ides, um, we've had those songs since, I'd say, about 2018. Yeah. Something so, like that. Yeah. Um, and... And yeah, so like we, we we can pretty much play these songs in our sleep if we really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. to everybody, but they're all to us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's um, well, yeah, that's like that's a lot to go through, like recording it two times. Did did um, like once you get to the third time, like what did you do like did did any of y'all do anything to like uh sort of like make sh- like did y'all feel like you had to make sure that like okay we've done this two times already like 
what are we going to do to like make sure that we're still like amped up about this and just like like was there any of that happening or i think the the change in like um like process and location kind of almost did that for us because it was such like a different experience recording at backroom than it was like trying to diy it um, definitely that it, it just felt so much easier and i think that like translated into us like playing everything better it just right. energized y'all and yeah i think it was also just like a relief that's like we're finally gonna record these songs properly yeah. so i think that's definitely what made us excited too mm-hmm. like it, this and also hurdle that y'all room. got over yeah exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> and also the back room was uh, by the hour, so we had to pump it out. <laughs> no screen yeah, around. It was expensive, so. yeah. <laughs> we were so used to recording it for free, you know, uh, at our practice space. So when we got <laughs> yeah. to the back room, it was like, all right, let's be fucking serious this time. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'll, that'll do it. It's, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time since I, I've, um, I've done that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. It can it's the last time that I um paid to record was uh we my band A Camille recorded at the same place that uh recorded the uh Phoenix Bodies LP. Uh-huh. And uh the the engineer was great. Um but it it was funny because um the uh the the other guitar player in the band and like great guitar player um I I'm, I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but uh, he he wanted to go first, like with the guitars, and that was fine with me because I I hate going first. Like if there's no scratch, you know, you, you're just going to the drums. It's like bundle of nerves, you know. And yep. uh, he he uh, he took a really long time on <laughs> on them, and um, and then and uh, when he was done we waited till he was done but when he was done we teased him a little we were like wow you know charlie that that kind of took a while and um he was like really uh he he was really frustrated by our comments and was like well we'll just see what happens when you get over there and um like i literally just like first take them (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that made him like more mad <laughs> and then the bass player also like first take them <laughs> and uh oh. later we were just like look that's why like nobody wants to go first you know but you wanted to go first and you know you saw what that's <laughs> like you know but uh yeah it's uh it, it's um it, it's it's funny because like yeah i mean when you um when you when you are paying, like it's, it, there is always, it's like, I wouldn't even want to know, like now, now with like your phone, you could probably like put a timer on that shows you like how much money you owe, like by the minute oh, you brutal. could sit there and yeah. like look oh, at that geez. and let it drive you up the wall. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in back in the day, you know, you're just like, you know, four hours and you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is like a hundred bucks already, you know, <laughs> which is like nothing, you know, for right. what a studio probably costs yeah. now. But, uh, yeah, um, so, like, uh, you know, this is one of the rare cases where it's, like, um, you said that the songs, like, you know, they have been in the works for a long time. And I know that, like, especially with as long as vinyl takes these days, that the record was probably even recorded some time ago. Um, 
but uh it's finally out in the world that's got to feel great um but uh like have you already is it already been like back to like writing new songs and stuff or are y'all just sort of like let's just that was a lot let's just like chill play some shows enjoy this you know uh while it lasts like what's no yeah we're already back writing um we've we've been writing actually Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah 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 a little bit here and there um especially like yeah we like just kind of started that's like our our new our new goal is like getting some more songs out um but yeah no it's uh it's it's fun like i actually like um it's it's been cool like um uh i like sort of joined the process like i'm i'm i do like vocals on the record but i like joined the the band and like the join the writing process like after all these songs have been written mm-hmm. so like uh been like having fun like seeing how how the uh the process goes and like you know like trying to trying to try to add some stuff too mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure um so what's the, what's the um plan with the new songs like are y'all writing for like a next record or are y'all just like you know we want to have some new songs to play these other ones are seven years old some of them you know? <laughs> makes a both definitely yeah yeah um, yeah we kind of we like plan things like with some of these songs even from this record there were like some others that we recorded at the same time and then we kind of like almost divvied them up between like a few different releases yeah like system of a down yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, we got some songs in the vault. So, are yeah. there there are more songs that people can expect soonish? Then, maybe, uh, relatively, maybe. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Now that the album is out and stuff, like um, it's it's been a little bit. Have y'all played a release show already? I has. Yeah, been, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, two of them we did one in um in newark uh new jersey and then one in uh at qxt's and then one at um in brooklyn at uh, st vitus okay um, and does that put like a does that really like give you closure on this whole process or yeah, um, yeah it definitely yeah yeah i think I mean, for we were, me it's like yeah, getting getting the records like yeah i think for me that was the closure point <laughs> i was like Okay, this is a physical thing in my hand now. Yeah. Yes. And is that the first time for like as far as vinyl goes for anyone or or have y'all all in various other groups or even, you know, like has that happened for y'all before? Uh somewhat had Well, we had uh we did we have a song on a Thou tribute record. Um that was on vinyl, but this is the first like Sunrot release on vinyl. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Did it? Did y'all have like your 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 parents and stuff being like, "I want one. I'm gonna frame it," kind of thing, or <laughs> not really? Not yet. My parents yeah, don't yeah. give a fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some some of y'all were like, you know, talking about like, seemed like some pretty supportive, you know. Oh yeah. But uh. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend wants to frame it. Yeah. So that's good. It's um, yeah. It's 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 always a it's always sort of a a a mixed a mixed uh, bag like we, we've we've played shows where where 
just a random stranger was like, will you sign this? I'm going to frame it. And then, and then like, yeah, but my mom's only ever seen any of my bands play like one time. And, uh, and this is like one of the only times I've ever saw my mom drink too. Like, (laughs) so, so it was like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like 16, 17 years old and we were playing at a bar, but it was like, it was like a day show at this bar. So it was like fine if if we could play there and like my mom was drinking wine coolers and i was like i don't think i've ever seen my mom drink you know uh, (laughs) yeah she's like i need this right now i need it Uh, (laughs) you've thrown your life away son (laughs) yeah well like you know this is not that's not the last time i'm gonna hear that but uh uh, yeah um so um you know, is are there any other shows coming up or anything that that y'all want to plug specifically before we sort of start wrapping it up? Or, um, it's not it's not really announced yet, but we are trying to do some um, we're trying to do some touring this summer. Um, without being super specific, but we're trying to get around the uh, the country a little bit. Okay, play out play out to some folks. Okay, and that should be announced fairly soon. So. Um, so yeah, are you still looking for people to get a hold of you in certain areas or anything like that? Or is it kind of like you're a little past that point? Um, uh, I'm sorry. What do you, what do you mean exactly? I mean, do you need, like, is it, is it like a, if, if you do shows in California, hit us up or is it like, nah, we're good. We're just going to announce it later. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's like we've, um, Sunrot's been doing like DIY touring stuff since like they for like you know the last ten years. So like we pretty much know people everywhere seemingly. Um, it doesn't always help with booking though. I, I don't. You may or may not. You probably do know. Booking I can relate. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, it doesn't always help, but um, it's, yeah, it's a mixed bag. I guess. Yeah. Well, when the yeah, info gets out there, then people will know whether you need help or not, I guess. So. Sure, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we don't have any shows booked, I think, like, which rarely ever happens. But this is one of the rare instances where we don't have any. I don't think we have anything coming up. Yeah. No, not, nothing. Yeah. This is why we're writing, finally. <laughs> it's nice. Take a break. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Let people listen to the album and let let people absorb it. We hope exactly. people enjoy it. Let them marinate. Yeah. What we'll, we'll playing out soon. Yeah. Yeah. In there. <laughs> awesome. Where to play? Where would y'all direct people uh, to 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 like find out about new stuff when you know new info and stuff is ready? Uh, Instagram for sure. Yeah, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Instagram. Awesome. What's the handle there? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At sunrot dot music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. always. It can't ever just be like you know at this at this point every name no matter what's taken and so you gotta you know you gotta ask specifically like you know is it yeah. underscore band is it uh, you know sunrot you know. Uh, MSIP or whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, it's relatively 
easy to find. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, just Google us. Awesome. Um, is there anything <laughs> else that we should chat about before we take off? Or? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Yeah, test your test your drugs for for test your drugs. For yeah, you. keep every keep yeah. yourself safe and keep your community safe. Yeah. Awesome. Help one another. That kitties. Always be kind. <laughs> Punch cops. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that was my conversation with Sunrot. Thanks so much to Chris, Rob, Alex, and Ross for chatting with me. Until next time, take care and do good things.